and Lindsay Simpson. Each week, we catch up with Krista and Lindsay to hear what's happening now, what hilariousness happened then, and to ask, is it Almost 30? What is up, Almost 30 Nation? It's Linz. How you doing? I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing. We hope if you love it, you will rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It helps us so much. Please visit our website, almost30podcast.com. Send us a little note if you have suggestions or want guests on or have questions or just want to say what's up. Please touch base with us. We will respond. Also, I just have a quick little story. I was teaching SoulCycle the other day, and I had a girl come up to me after class and say, Hi, my name is Katie. I just wanted to introduce myself. I'm a part of Almost 30 Nation. You guys, my jaw dropped. I nearly fell over. I almost started crying. We are just overwhelmed by the love and support. And I know I say this all the time, but it's true. And we just love connecting with you. So if you are in LA, please come to class. If you are in LA, reach out to us. We have an almost 30 soul cycle ride coming up. So stay tuned for that. We just love you so much. All right. So today's episode is really special. We interview Brooke Riva of Renew Juicery. Renew was just named <laughs> top juicery in LA, the best, because it is. Literally, it is. She also created Milk, M-Y-L-K. It is the most delicious almond milk I've ever had in my life, ever. Brooke is really special. She exudes just this beautiful energy. And our conversation is super honest, super raw. We talk about her journey to creating this brand, which truly started because she experienced the healing powers of cold-pressed juice and just wanted to share it with people. She didn't know if it would necessarily take off, but she went for it and didn't look back, and, and she's grown a really successful business. So we talk about her entrepreneurship, how she got there, how she balances work life and personal life, her relationship with her husband. We talk about her wellness tips, her beauty tips, because Renew now has a beauty line, which is amazing. And, you know, it's just amazing to connect with women who know what they're passionate about, and create a dream life, a dream business, kind of born out of that passion. So we were so inspired talking to Brooke, and we know you will be too. So let us know what you think and if and how you're inspired. We'd love to hear from you. We hope you enjoy this interview with Brooke Riva of Renew Juicery. She is a true juice goddess who is graceful, a visionary, super self-aware, and just a really special spit. Is like so the first time cool. it happens, you feel a little violated, but then at the end, they like pat your face and like kind of give you a little hug, and you're like, like oh, okay, we love you. Like, just like a mom. It's like a mom. Right. Yeah. Scrubbing the labia. Right. Wow. That was so in. Cool. Um, <laughs> I love that. We were, when I was in um, Morocco, I had a friend and I, we went to a, a spa there, and it was the same where we were in a room. It was a tight, tight, tight room, and we were butt ass naked. <laughs> getting rubbed yeah. down by these two girls. Well, and that's the awkward. Like lifting up our boobs, rubbing underneath. We were like, and we were facing each other. So we're like, <laughs> and we had never seen each other naked. Like, so it was like very like It's a, it's a good way to become real close real yeah. quick. Yeah. Like my fiance is baffled by it. He's like, you, why do you take all your friends to the Korean spa and get naked? Like it, once you're naked in front of each other for like three minutes, it's, yeah, it's no fine. big deal. Yeah. It's totally fine. Yeah. I'm like, everyone's naked. Who was it? Erica Kimmick, who we've had on the podcast. She, on her bachelorette, she's like, yeah, we hang out. And actually, like, all my friends, like, we love to be naked. (laughs) So we, like, all hung out, like, naked a lot. I'm like, I love you guys. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with (laughs) that. No, I'm like, and they're all, like, beautiful. So it's, like, kind of weird. You're like, okay. There's a bunch of beautiful girls in Palm Springs hanging out naked. That's, like, kind of fucked up. (laughs) You know, you're like, um... It's like too much. Yeah, like I can't be friends with you. Yeah, I know. I was like, I'd probably be in a giant t shirt. <laughs> like, whatever. It was like in eighth grade, and I had a friend in my friend Steph, and she's like said that in high school they'd always hang out with their shirts off. 
her and her friends. Oh, really? Isn't that hilarious? She's like, you'd always hang out with their shirts off. I, I think that's amazing. It's yeah. It's definitely odd, though. Yeah. Like, Isn't it? I mean, unless, like, sunbathing is one thing, but, like, yeah. if you're, like, sitting in the room eating popcorn, like, watching Yeah, <laughs> yeah especially, like, eating. And that's when and you're, like, like, starting to get boobs. That's exactly it. So that, I just like, think that that's, awkward. like, you're going to get people at that grade you can't trust. <laughs> one week they love you and they're naked with you, and the next week they hate you and they're that's talking so about your lopsided true. nipple. Well, I don't yeah. even think it could happen these days because everyone has cell social phones media. and putting it up so on social true. media. So yeah. true. How devastating would it be? So true. It's it is a little story. scary. I listened to this podcast yesterday, and this girl called in, and she works at this company. She's dating one of the guys, and he had Snapchatted her when they were, like, having sex and <gasps> sent it to, like, some of the people that she worked with. <gasps> And she was, she was, like, calling, asking for advice, like, all that kind of stuff. And that is, like, Holy that's the realist. Shit. You know what I mean? It's, like, that's what's, like, happening today. Whoa. Can you imagine? No, I can't. Like, mm. I literally cannot. The, I like, just thinking of the things that I would do, um, a girlfriend, Maddie, who mm-hmm. works for me, and I'm not sure if you've met her, but she had a friend who was definitely a little bit psycho, but the boyfriend cheated on her for, like, the third or fourth time, and she had a key to his house and went into his bedroom, cut all of his clothes in half. <gasps> all of his clothes. Dude, I love that. <laughs> That's amazing. Holy Why half? Really? Why, like, half instead of shredding? Um, probably just easier. Like Maybe just, like, so like, he didn't know at first, and he's, like, he unfolded yeah, it. Yeah, he's, like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then was she, she's done with him, right? I, I didn't follow up. The okay. girl, like I said, the girl, the girl is freaking hope after four yeah. goddamn times. <laughs> That's when you gotta get crazy. Well, I mean, you shouldn't be at four. That's it's like you're crazy for staying with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's crazy four <laughs> times. Is but like, like Snapchat, dude. Like he deserves his clothes. He cut should be high. arrested. Hell like yeah. that's like in Ar- they were talking about in Arizona. That's against the law. Absolutely. Um, especially like in the workplace too. So you could like file suit. You know, for that. It's like your defamation of character, like illegally using someone in like a pornographic sense, Mm, like against them, like blah, blah, blah. Like that's, and that's, and it was, and what I loved about it, um, really quickly just on it was like, she was talking about how that's like rape culture where it's like men are sitting there together and like they're sharing a picture of like a girl in like a demeaning sense like that and it's like cool or it's like you know check this out trump's america yeah Mm -hmm. exactly oh look at this like blah 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 like no that's like wrong and that's not cool and that's not funny and that's not whatever and like the more that guys are kind of like sticking up for that and like remembering that this is wrong the less that kind of stuff will happen you know so there was a guy on the podcast who was saying he's like I need to take more responsibility and kind of like stopping that you know not being like hey man that's terrible blah blah but even just just being like you know I don't really that's not really cool like kind of just like shutting it down and like being like hey that's you know that's not really cool yeah, well, like, th- and this I think the the conversation that came up a few months ago with the locker room talk, mm. I think that made a lot of my guy friends. It made mm. them realize. Well, and a lot of them, you know, I I my fiance and I have been together for seven years, so I've heard plenty of stuff come out of him yeah. and his friends' mouths. Yeah, but they would never talk like that, 100%. even amongst themselves. And sure, there is a certain locker room talk, but yeah. I think that that situation made a lot of guys realize, like. A lot of the good guys, anyways, yeah. realize like that's not okay. We shouldn't be encouraging that, like 100%. participating in it. Like, and even more, we should say something when it's happening and say 100%. like that's not cool, dude. Hundred percent. That was like there was the athletes that stood. Remember that there was the athletes that stood up against it and were like, mm-hmm. that's actually not what we talk about in the locker room, which is everything. Yeah, everything. Like amazing. especially as an athlete, for like those are who little boys are looking up to, for their opinions, for their everything. Like you represent. I know it's hard for them because like athletes aren't role models. You know, there's been very few athletes that have actually been able to like be a role model. It's a mm-hmm. challenging position, um, but for them to say that is like everything. You know. Um, okay, guys. Welcome <laughs> to Almost 30. Welcome, guys. We're so excited. Thanks oh, for subscribing, for reviewing. We've got a lot more reviews, and we appreciate it. Yeah, we're pushing for that. Yeah. Oh, my God. In our in our group, <laughs> our secret group, Join the Secret Group, has been popping off. There was, like, tons of questions this I weekend. I know. And we had, we had Zach Johnson, who has been on the podcast, comment. I know. I was sitting next to him, and I told him oh, to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I was like, shh. 
<laughs> I was like, can you please comment your thoughts? So cute. We need some guys. And I told I Justin, too. Him. I was like, we need more guys to comment. But there was so many good questions in the group. So make sure to join the group. Um, Secret Almost 30 podcast group. Mm-hmm. Um, super excited today. We have Brooke Wira. Rewa. Riva. Riva. Really? It's German, yeah. Really? But so the I, W's I mean, a V. I go by anything. Yeah. Really? But like Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen. Yeah. Oh. Brooke Riva. Brooke Hefeweizen. <laughs> Brooke, it's Brooke Hefeweizen. That's actually my um, name. <laughs> the beautiful angel CEO of Renew Juicery um, here today talking with us about starting your own business, being an entrepreneur, what that's like, her journey, challenges, struggles, um, benefits, and then we'll also talk about like the health and wellness space. So like what's hot right now, um, juices, powders, potions, everything that's good. So excited. So excited. We were at the store the other day. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so, so beautiful. Nice. Yeah, Aww, her store is you. off Washington. and It's so beautiful. Uh, it's Venice. just so like light and mm-hmm. clean and really good energy. Mm-hmm. And you got frozen, right? I did cryo. Yeah. 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 How, you how, how often do you that? do it? I, you know, when we first um, got the cryo machine about a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. I would do it every three days or so. Mm-hmm. I got into it um, because it cured my migraines. Mm-hmm. Really? Which has been life changing. And so... From that, I realized my migraines are from inflammation in my body. And in the beginning, I would have to go every three or four days to kind of tame that. Yeah. And now I go twice a month. Really? Yeah. I'm a huge baby when it comes to cold. I should be going more because of the, like, mainly the benefits of getting rid of cellulite. Like, I really need to up that. Um, (laughs) But as the weather gets warmer, I'll get, I'll I'll start to do it a lot more frequently. She goes a lot, and I'm like, I can't go as often. I just get really angry. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. When you're inside the yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's so mm-hmm. damn cold. It's yeah. so cold. But I also I haven't been to yours yet. Mm-hmm. But it was nice. I've been okay. elsewhere, and they just Bye. they were like asking me stupid questions. I was like, Can to I keep just, talking? Can I just oh, I love here. talking yeah. to them. Our I like a, <sighs> I just, they're amazing. I have like a really good. I've been really working on my ability to like separate mm-hmm. my body and my mind. That's Yesterday so I had to get blood drawn and. Honestly, oh. all week I was thinking about it. Every second of the day I thought about that freaking prick and all the blood that was coming out of my body. Oh, and I, so I was just like, I need to like meditate in the space and kind of just think about like not my body. Kind of like leave my body. So when I'm in cryo, I'm like, if I'm in a conversation, I like it doesn't mm. feel like, it's yeah. like yeah. amazing. The yogis that come in and do it, yeah. they're the best. Yeah. yeah. They're just like. I, um, I've definitely noticed differences with cryo. Like I feel like recovery, like my workouts, I don't need to stretch as much. Like I just feel like tighter and lighter. How about sleep? We have a lot of people yes, that say their I've, sleep is amazing. I've, slept, I've always slept well, so yeah. it's, I haven't really noticed that much of a difference. But like I do feel like more calm like with it. It's just like. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the benefits are just amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's like at, at this point in life, why deal with any headaches like that? So like, just oh my hop God, in yeah, the car machine for three minutes. Like, yeah. why deal with headaches? Why deal with body pain? Why deal with even anxiety? Like, mm-hmm. I've had some times, you know, last year was a tough year for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I had some times where I was just using it for anxiety that would mm-hmm. come up. And you're in there for three minutes. And by the time you get out, you feel like a million bucks. I mm-hmm. love that. I love yeah. that. So I love the studio. Okay, so how do you introduce yourself to people? Like, what do you say? Oh, goodness. <laughs> I know. I don't know what I say either. I'm like, depends on the person and where I am. Yeah, well, yeah. I I guess it's something I've actually been thinking about lately because we, you know, the brand is called Renew Juicery, but we've really been morphing into more of a wellness brand. Mm. And so I guess I've started to kind of say I have a wellness brand. Love like that. from go, going from I own a juice company because yeah. we, we do so much more than juice. And juice is definitely like my baby, my passion, but it's morphed into much more than that and there's much more that we want to be sharing mm-hmm. with the world and our customers. So. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I mean I think we found each other out here, and we've just kind of been obsessed with finding mm-hmm. spaces in which, like, we can feel our best, mm-hmm. you know? And I think there's, like, a community that's growing and growing and growing, mm-hmm. especially out here. I think it's always kind of existed. But do you find that your community is not just here on the West Side, not just here in mm-hmm. L.A.? Like, are you expanding and like in terms of you know obviously social media now is amazing to connect people but do you feel like it is a community that's like growing it is absolutely and social media like you said has been such an amazing tool and it's something that I'm now this year starting to really like put myself into a little bit more and focus Mm -hmm. on a little bit more because it has been a lot a lot of it's an afterthought like oh it's 11 at night and I'm going to bed I'm gonna I have to post something today 
But yeah, we have people reaching out from all over the world wanting to get our products, which is amazing. That's and so it's, a, cool. it's a little frustrating at times because mm. it's most of our products are fresh, have a really short shelf life. Mm. We That's something we really pride ourselves in and stand by. So that's why we've started to expand a bit. I know you tried some of the pantry products. Love um, them. And we have our potions coming out. Yes. Mm. And so that way we can ship to people all over the world. But also it's about building this community of people who are truly interested in true wellness as opposed to the trends. The quick fixes, there's, yeah. Well, there's so many trends, so many alternative facts. <laughs> um, Love that. So much mislabeling, and it causes a lot of confusion among consumers. And that's one thing, you know, I launched the company as a juice brand, but based on the feedback that I've gotten from our customer base, that's why we've created these new products, done more, started to do more educating, um, and really reaffirmed what we believe in and standing by as being a brand that doesn't cut corners, is always going to be transparent. If you want to know something, we'll tell you the exact truth. You know, we recently, this past year, something that was really hard for me, you know, you guys have had the juice from the store, it's in glass, which is something I really believe in. It has a five-day shelf life. We went through this thing with the FDA a few months ago. And we were selling our juice wholesale, which was how I started the business. And it was a big portion of the business, selling to coffee shops and little health stores. And the FDA came in and said, you can't do that anymore. Why? You have to process the juice. This is something that's really exciting for me to talk about because so many people don't know about this. And they think if they're getting a juice and it says cold pressed, it was like made recently. And especially if they're buying it at their local juice store, it was made recently and it's really good for them. Well, the FDA, and it's been going on for a few years, I guess, I kind of like closed an eye to it on Mm -hmm. purpose, Mm -hmm. Um, they came in and said, you have to process any juice that you're selling wholesale. Why? So just because they can't regulate the shelf life. If you give it to a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a fear thing. So Uh. like, you know, once upon a time, however many years ago, someone got sick off of orange juice. So they started pasteurizing orange juice. So it's a fear thing trying to prevent people from getting sick, which I... I get to a degree, but you're also preventing people from getting real nutrition, which leads to sickness. So now we do the least harmful option for our wholesale. Um, it's called high pressure processing. It's very similar to pasteurizing, but they use pressure instead of heat. Any other juice company will tell you it's nothing like pasteurizing, but it, it's the same thing. Mm. It's meant to have the same effects. It's a little less damaging, so a little bit more of the nutrients are preserved, mm. but it's nowhere near as, as good as getting a fresh juice. And in order to do that, they put pressure on the bottle, um, on the juice once it's in the bottle. So you mm. have to use plastic bottles for it. Wow. So it's a really hard thing. Once I actually was mm. <laughs> on a flight back from Thailand, I was in Korea, mm-hmm. and Maddie, my director of operations, texted me like crazy, I need you to pick up your phone, I need you to call me. And I was like, I'm in Korea, I can't call you. And she's like, are you sitting down? And she was babysitting mm. my dog at the time. So I was like, oh my God, is the dog okay? Yeah. Dog was fine. And the FDA state um, health department was at our kitchen, literally put caution tape all over, oh, come our, on. <laughs> yeah. all over our walk-in coolers, not letting anything go out. And so I had got off the plane to LA and basically went straight to the kitchen and met with this woman the next day. And she gave us the lowdown on everything. We were using local raw almonds for our mm-hmm. almond milk. Can't use raw almonds from California. Why? They can be from anywhere else because, again, a few years ago, someone got sick or had salmonella poisoning or whatever, and one of the things on their list was raw California almonds. Okay. So you can use them. We import them from Spain now, which is really unfortunate because we had an amazing local farmer that we were buying from and, like, supporting him and his family, but literally made us dump out thousands of dollars worth of product. Are you fucking kidding? Oh, no. my God. It was heartbreaking. And so I had – so in that moment, I was like – we're not wholesaling. That's it. Like, I'm not going to do plastic. I'm not going to change the shelf life. We're not wholesaling. And then I spoke to my accountant um, and took some time. And it took me a good month to really come around to doing it in a way that made sense to me. Um, And so we have our plastic bottles, but we have, we went through and made sure every single thing on them is recyclable. We work with this nonprofit Kerm Alliance org, Mm -hmm. they're called, um, and they, they're a Save the Ocean nonprofit. They Um, have amazing initiatives all over the world. They run sea turtle hatcheries where they'll, instead of um, locals selling the sea turtles on the black market, they'll give them the the same amount of money that they would get and they'll take the the eggs to the hatchery and and let them hatch and take them out to sea. They do amazing things. We've done a few marina cleanups with them. So a portion of all the sales of that go back to them. 
So that like helps me a bit with the plastic. And then um, I worked with an herbalist on our um, on that line, and we added superfoods, herbs, and flower essences mm. that don't get affected by the pressurization process. So it's still nutrient dense in that way, and it's a product that I felt really good about putting out. It's crazy with the FDA too, like how close it's just like, okay, so we're going to take our time and go to like a juicery and talk about the issues around like your processes or like the raw almonds, someone got sick and it's like, yet they like allow Cheetos to be sold, Cheetos to be sold. And for me, like I won't get on a vegan soapbox, but like for me to have like the factory farms and like the animal practices that are, like, happening around the world for, like, milk and cheese and all the meat that we're eating is absolutely, like, an atrocity. And to, like, kind of, like, move away from that and then go to the juices is actually crazy. Well, they're, yeah, and they're designed to protect big businesses. Like, no small, like, no big juice company is making fresh juice. That's not how you make That's why, like, I was, like, thinking, I'm, like, oh, yours suck, but, like, not suck, but, like, yours were targeted. That's exactly, sorry, I didn't suck. (laughs) Yours are targeted, but naked juices who are made by Pepsi, who are literally liquid, like, candy, are, like, okay to be in any stores. And naked juice is double pasteurized. Yeah, <laughs> there's like literally like, no nutrients. You're in just naked feeding juice. people syrupy Again, sugary water. Yeah, it's sold at schools. hundred uh, yeah. percent. I mean, oh my god, in college I would drink like a hundred a day. It was oh, like that's so true. I well, was and like four hundred calories, whatever. It's all about the branding and packaging, yeah. and there's not a lot of laws as far as labeling. So there's even local juice companies that do this. Sell it at their storefront. Like at your store, you're allowed to sell it raw mm. if you're controlling direct to the customer. Mm. But there's a lot of local juice companies that do the process, give it a 45-day shelf life, and then sell it raw, But they, or sell it and call it raw. They don't. Ha- there's no labeling laws with it. Mm. And there's still, like, you know, on our raw juices, you'll see this warning, like, if you're pregnant or old, like, yeah. be warned. And they'll still put that on the high-pressure processed juice so that people think that it's raw. Because you yeah. don't have to have that on the, the processed juice. That's really? fucked up. It's really fucked up. And it's Whoa. so frustrating because customers, clients, the average person out there has no idea. They're still spending, you know, our juices uh-huh. and glass are $10. Yeah. They'll still go somewhere else and spend $10, 10 to $12 on a juice and think it's this amazing locally made raw juice. Wow. And, it's, and it's not. And so, you know, I, totally that's a better option than buying a soda. But... As a consumer, you deserve to know what you're paying for. 100%. The importing from Spain actually blows my mind, too. Yeah. (laughs) Is that more expensive for you? So do you have to... It's actually cheaper because they probably... There's just way more almonds growing there and Mm -hmm. less concern. You know, we've been in a severe drought, Mm -hmm. so our almonds, like, have been scarce. But again, it's, you know, it's over $200,000 a year that our farmer is now missing out on like oh it could put God. him out of business and luckily it won't but like yeah yeah it's just doesn't well, make sense that's crazy so, I was gonna say let's take it back yeah, maybe because um what is your what has been your wellness journey yeah. how did you get into this space and yeah usually there's something either a, a pivotal moment mm-hmm. or um a challenge that you faced so I don't know yeah absolutely yours. and partially I feel like you know, looking back now, like my whole path in life has kind of led up to it and prepared Mm -hmm. me for all of what this is. And Krista, actually, I'm super interested to talk to you maybe off the podcast, Mm -hmm. but I've never met anyone else who doesn't remember their... (laughs) Yes, yes, that. Um, Yes. Um, But that doesn't remember their childhood. You don't either? No. Thank you. Um, And it's like when I say Mm -hmm. that to people and my friend, I have friends that I grew up with that remember, like we'll be sitting around telling stories and I'll be like, "Mm." even, even college, but it's a coping mechanism. I'm sure you know that. I've been told that many times in therapy. (laughs) Wait, it's like, it's your way of, yeah. Okay. Pain, uncomfortable Mm. issues. Um, Like even now if my fiance and I get in a fight. I don't remember the next day what I'm mad about. And like, so I always have to let it go because I'm like, "Uh, well, I can't really bring up what I'm mad about because I I can't specifically remember. But okay. um, Are you still that way? I'm sure that is. My, what, like now? I don't know. Probably. (laughs) Like, just like childhood, I think that probably applies for sure. Because I just was like, you just got to get through it and all that. I just was like a little. I just think that your soul is born into your body and it's born into a person, place, and thing and with these parents. And I feel like a lot is nature versus nurture. Like a lot is how your parents raise you and a lot is where you're raised. But I do feel like your soul is born into this body no matter what. And you're going to be a lot of what you are, like 80% just based on that. So I felt like I was just born into like 
where I was and I just was like a little uncomfortable with like how emotional I was or how like in touch I was or like whatever. So I felt like that's why I kind of couldn't really cope. Yeah, but yeah, that's like, it's so weird. Absolutely. And similar for me, I grew up in a really small town Mm. in, you're from Cincinnati, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Buffalo, which I told you is where I'm from. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily where I'm from. It's just like the only place people know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm from a really small town about an hour outside of Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Um, More cow, like literally there's a statistic on the internet, more cows than people. Mm. (laughs) Wait, what's the town called? Castile, New York. Castile, okay. Um, But in my school, there were like eight towns that all went to my school. Mm. And even in that, there were like 125 people in my graduating class. Mm -hmm. So really small town. My grandparents were dairy farmers, like third generation dairy farmers. My grandpa was, my great grandpa was a peacock farmer. Well, that's amazing. What do you do with them? I don't know, actually, you know, now that I think about it. Make earrings. <laughs> like peacock feather earrings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he used to, like, bring me a peacock feather every time he saw me. Like, oh, like Merry Christmas. Yeah. Happy Easter. I was like, this is beautiful. <laughs> sweet, kind of. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> um, but grew up in this really small town environment. Sa- similar with you, I always felt like I didn't quite belong there. I became a vegetarian when I was 12. And my entire family, even my brother, who I love still, are hunters, like hardcore really? hunters, like pay lots of money to go on hunting trips. My grandparents had a ton of land, so like they'd go out and hunt on the land. Is that why you became um, a vegetarian? Seeing that? N- no. Um, okay. I always just always loved animals and got to be really close to them because of the farm. Um, and so would always have like my favorite cow. We, I had a horse growing up that was on the farm. Um, always like felt really connected with our pets, like our dogs always felt really connected. Mm. And I think that's part of not feeling connected to the people around you is, mm. you know, you, you find someone that you can relate totally, to. And for me, yeah. it was animals. Um, and so that's why I became vegetarian when I was 12. And then I think to be completely honest, through high school and through the older years, it was a way to um, have control over what I was eating. Mm. And even, and that's honestly why I became vegan. I became vegan after college. And there were all these other reasons, but deep down it was like I gained a bunch of weight freshman year, like mm-hmm. a lot of weight, like you wouldn't even recognize me. Really? Like I didn't recognize myself. And our school had amazing food and it had this like ice cream whole like yep. sun- ice cream sundae bar like after hours and like mm-hmm. double chocolate yeah, muffins mm-hmm. and and being coming vegan was a way to be like, okay, now you can't have ice cream. Yep. Now you can't have muffins. Yep. And like and now I like start to feel like I'm on this high horse because I have all these morals and I'm not eating these foods that you're eating and mm-hmm. I'm protecting animals and um but at the core of it it was like I need to get some control over this mm-hmm. and if, if I put a label on myself and all these other people know that I have this label, that'll stop me from, mm. from doing it. And they won't fuck with me when I make a decision around what I'm going to eat. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't, I'm not going to eat that ice cream and no one's going to ask me why. Yeah. Because they know I'm vegan. Yeah. And maybe they won't even invite you to come to ice cream, which totally. is even more of a dream for someone who <laughs> has, like, eating yeah. issues, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, Like, don't mm-hmm. even put me near the ice cream. Yes. So I, I was a vegetarian and started to learn came from the the animal aspect um, but as as time went on I started to learn more about the health aspects and got really really excited about yeah. that um, went through was a vegan moved out to LA as a vegan and coming from Buffalo to LA as a vegan is like a game changer because mm-hmm. back there you're living off of salads uh, here you can have <laughs> mm-hmm. out here there were was like vegan sausage and tuna and cake and Mm -hmm. everything you could imagine. And I lived right next to, I don't know if you guys know Rainbow Acres, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. which I still live next to and go there every day. (laughs) Um, But I live next to them, so I was buying all this fake vegan stuff and consuming it, and I got really sick. Um, Major digestive issues, like awful things. And I was felt like I was eating healthy, so it was really frustrating. So I wouldn't wasn't stopping the way I was eating because I was eating vegan, thought it was healthy, thought it was good. Mm. But when you have digestive issues, it messes everything else up. Like Because of the fillers or like because of... Because it's processed food processed. Mm-hmm. is what it came yeah. down to. I didn't know that at the time. I thought I knew a lot about health, thought I was being healthy, thought because it said vegan, it was healthy. Mm. Yeah. Um, spent a year going to all these doctors, had oh. went to the emergency room a couple times, like thought maybe I had colonitis because there was such bad pain. Wow. I got to a phase where I was terrified of eating mm. 
because I it would just like I could literally feel it stack up in my body mm. and then I wouldn't be able to go to the bathroom for days and then mm. when I would go to the bathroom I would like almost pass out on the toilet from pain sorry That's Steve so hot. <laughs> um, okay he's hurt so it all fucking hot. it was it was awful <laughs> wow. went through all this testing there was a point where I I hope this isn't too descriptive. Um, There was a point where the last doctor I was with who promised me he was going to figure it out, where I was literally taking a dump in... Uh, like holding no not his hand <laughs> 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 that might be concerning that might be on the internet <laughs> you're like have you ever seen two girls one cup <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> but in the, like a little tray I'd have to go to the bathroom and then wow. store it in my refrigerator and deliver it to him and I was like wow. if this guy doesn't figure this out like 100%. I'm done with him the last thing was I took a uh, you know, I had the colon- colonoscopy, endoscopy. With him, I swallowed a pill that went through my intestines all day, and I had this special machinery on that I had to wear all day, and it took photos through my intestines. Get out. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Um, nothing. Huh. Done. He was like, okay, you're going to have to take this powder, Miralax. I don't know if you guys have heard mm-hmm. of it, but it like, mm-hmm. makes you go to the bathroom. Yeah. You're going to have to take this every day for the rest of your life. Like, awesome. It's a great solution. Like, Thanks, Doc. Yeah. yeah. Or or he Sounds said, good. there's some medication that used to work. Um, it's Jeez. illegal now, but it, they sell it in Mexico if you can get there. Like, get he, the he, hell like, out of he, here. He, like, wrote the name of it down for me on a piece of paper. That's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, it, it really like, worked. I don't know why they took it. You're like, what? Um, so I felt a little down about that. Um, and then I was hiking at Runyon one day with my girlfriend, and she was about to do a cleanse, and we were just going back and forth about it. And this woman turned around and was like, hey, I just want to let you girls know you're giving each other really good advice. Like, I hear so much awful advice about cleansing. And I was like, oh, are you a nutritionist? Turned out she's this amazing holistic nutritionist. I sat down with her at her house for 45 minutes, and she was like, okay, this is what you. This is what's going on. This is what we're going to do. Like, here's a little, wow. like, program that we're going to put you on. Um, she told me about cold press juicing. I had never heard about it. She was like, I think you should start. She didn't tell me about cold press. She told me about juicing. Like, I think start with juicing. Like, that'll help clear some stuff out. I know you're afraid to eat, so start there. And then this is the program you're going to do. Um, so I went home and, and did a bunch of research on juicing, found out about cold pressed versus um, centrifugal, found, like, at the time, which was a very expensive purchase for me, a two, like $280 home juicer that was a masticating juicer, which was the closest to cold press. Mm-hmm. Um, got that and... Literally two days into juicing, saw such a difference in my energy, my digestion. Like, the energy was just through the roof. Mm. And then the more I did it, I started to see, like, my hair growing. My skin was looking great. My eyes brighter. My nails growing. Like, like you feel happy. Yeah. And you feel, like, there's a difference when you consume something and your cells feel nourished. Like, there's a difference when you feel nourished. Yeah. And I hadn't in a long time. Yeah. Um, so I was really excited and hooked on juicing and, like, making it for everyone that I knew. And, you know, I spent a year doing her program. I'm pretty much completely healed now. And I know much more about nutrition now, so I, I have a pretty clean diet, but I still do, like, Friday night pizza night. Every mm-hmm. Friday. Mm-hmm. We have pizza. Um, you know, we have yeah. Fresh Brothers. <laughs> Um, we used to be Fresh Brothers, but what do you go now? It got a little soggy on us. Um, so now the past few years we do pit fire. Pit fire. Have you had? You have another pizza? No, <gasps> I'm like not a pizza person. I am. I'm like a sweets. Like I'll go. No, I'll I'm get down too, on yeah. some sweets. Yeah, I'm a sweets person too. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like with pizza, it's like I I love it, but it's like if I'm gonna choose, I'm probably gonna do sweets. Oh, but you, ha- you can do both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah. Yeah, you, just, you, you just find, like, the healthy, ver- like, the healthy version yeah. of, like, and not even, well, gluten-free, but stuff that's naturally gluten-free. Like, we sell um, some raw desserts. Like, raw yes. is a really good way to go because they're healthy fats. Mm. They're so tasty and delicious mm. and so flavorful. And you, like, they don't feel like empty calories. Mm. Like, you feel mm. satiated and, too. like, Yeah. Um, so I absolutely won't give up sweets, but I just make better choices mm. with, with, with sweets. Yeah. yeah. My fiance will tell you, like, he's like, if people knew what you ate, but I eat really healthy, but I eat a lot of cake and like, yes, like, and, like chocolate mm-hmm. and yeah, but it's all healthy stuff. Mm-hmm. But Is I, he I, vegan? No, okay. no. He went vegan for 30 days once, which was What fun. did he think? Him. He liked it, but for him, he, um, has to be really careful with the sugars because he'll get, mm. um, eczema. Huh. On his skin, okay. so he's uh, he's Irish, so he's a, a pretty sensitive gut. Really, um, I yeah. had eczema when I was little. 
Yeah. So it was probably from something you were eating. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but he so he got some eczema kicked back in when he was vegan because really? he was doing a lot of fruits in the morning and mm. um, um, but he he's cleaned up his diet a ton and mm. he's he's really about like the protein, the greens. That's it. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 Justin is too. He's like, I'd be vegan if you'd cook for me because he knows that will <laughs> never happen. <laughs> So I'm like, okay. It's a safe promise. Yeah, it literally is. Like, he's, like, sizzling up Babe, babe, I he's love like, you. He's, literally sizzling up against. It's like, he's like, I'd be vegan if you'd cook. I'm like, it's not true. It's literally not true. Hey, you guys, sorry to interrupt the episode. I hope you're enjoying our interview with Brooke Riva of Renew Juicery. How? Okay, sorry. Continue your story. So you have got better juicing, and then when was, like, the light bulb moment? Yeah, well, I um, – <clears throat> sorry. I actually – since I moved out to LA, I'd kind of worked in the startup world. Um, cool. Hmm. And had helped a few other businesses get off the ground. And this was at a time I, the last business that I worked for before I launched my own was um, a health food business. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, it was like raw bars. And it was a blessing and a curse. It was like, like I've never had a bad relationship with a guy. This, my relationship with my boss, and she was female, it was like an abusive, like, we boyfriend. Else in what on way? Yeah. About it. We, yeah. Andy Spano. Just, like, manipulative and guilt-tripping, and, like, she ended up moving to Singapore, like, halfway through the time that I was working, and so I was really running the business here, and she would call at, like, 11 or midnight, and there was one time where I was like, hey, I think I have to set a boundary here, like, um, if we could maybe not do calls after 10, and she, like, freaked out and made me feel like the worst person in the world, and... Things like that, mm. like. Yeah. But then she'd buy me stuff, and <laughs> like, like okay. you know, like she took me on a trip to Cabo, which was amazing, but also just part of the whole manipulation. Oh, yes. Of course, you know. So just oh. like a bad boyfriend, well, yeah. It was I so do? weird, and when you're in it, like you don't, you don't even see it. Yeah, especially um, when you're young. Yeah, um, but I had helped her launch this business literally from the ground up. Like I helped with the packaging design, helped with recipe development, um, then started to do sales and get it into stores. And that was the point when I was doing sales. Like it was all really exciting and fun. But when it came to the sales is when I realized like why I love this so much is I loved the creation of it and that process. And now Mm -hmm. that we're doing sales, like this is a great product for sure, but I don't care about food bars and it's not a product that I feel like is changing people's lives. Mm-hmm. So for me to to go out and sell it, like I'm not good at sales, just like every day I'd wake up and be like, oh, I have to make this many phone calls today yeah. or do this many visits. Yeah. And, and it's a great product, but I don't have that passion about it. I had the passion for like developing it and creating something. Um, and so that's when I started to reflect. Like I was also like had literally helped start the business like very actively. And I was like, I think I could start my own business. And juice is what I really love and am passionate about. And I've seen a difference in myself. And I know other people could see a difference. But there's all these juice places out there that aren't organic or are bottled in plastic or just don't taste good. Or if they do taste good, it's because there's a ton of fruit in it and there's Mm -hmm. no greens. Um, And I thought I was making these really tasty juices at home. I was like, all right, I can do this. I'll start a juice company. I'm going to stick to exactly... What I believe in, I really started to get into superfoods then and this mindset of if I'm going to consume something, I want it to have a purpose and I want it to be nutrient dense. I want mm. it to be doing something for my body. Um, and so that's what I created all of the the juices around. Like what benefit do I want this to have for someone and then work my way back on, mm. on creating the ingredients and the flavor. I love that. Yeah. And so, I yeah. had a lot of people who said, mainly my dad, mm-hmm. who said – don't do it in glass. No one cares about glass. Really? Why organic? No one cares about organic. Oh. What are your margins even going to be on that? Like, really? Yeah. Um, and there were times because I was had – we were having those conversations because I was asking him for a little money to yeah, start it up. Sure. And then there was a point where I was just like, no, I can't. Like, I can't – I'm not going to compromise, so I need to figure out how I'm going to mm-hmm. do this on my own. Make it work. Um, it's so special. You know when you go to juice places and they use plastic – and, like, some people do don't even think about it, but yeah. I'm like, I, I it's too. special when it's in glass. Yeah, absolutely. The taste is so different. You're getting a really clean taste. Yeah. And juice is acidic. So when you put it in plastic, mm. it's going to start to eat away at the plastic. And sure, everyone's using BPA-free Ew. plastic, but mm. there's still Gross. 99 other so chemicals true. in there. Yeah, and so the longer it sits in the plastic, the more you're drinking those mm. chemicals. If it's not organic, this is what gets me. 
fired up. <laughs> if you want to see me get yeah. angry, do it. You feed people non-organic juice. You're literally, you know, the reason we love juice and you feel the difference from it is because it's so um, nutrient dense. Mm. You're getting, you know, a bottle can have an entire like bunch and a half of kale in one bottle. And if you're feeding someone non-organic produce, that's a bunch and a half of pesticides wow. that you're getting and consuming in one bottle, not to mention all the other ingredients that are just, it's like so dense in pesticides wow. and chemicals and so I get, I actually am like angry right now talking about it. Like these companies that are feeding people non-organic juice, it's just, and people are drinking, like me, I drink two bottles of juice a day. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people go on these cleanses of these non-organic juices and they wow. do three, five day cleanses and that's all they're consuming. Like you're not, you're doing your body such a disservice. Do you guys do I've cleanses? Never thought of that. We do cleanses, but I don't believe in Juice I was going to ask you. That's yeah. the next question. Yeah. yeah. I don't believe in juice cleanses. I would never do one myself. And that's where a lot of our products come from is like I have to want to consume it and I have to to like go through it and, and see mm. the benefits and the effects. Um, and so our cleanse includes um, a raw vegan meal each day, four bottles of juice, and then I don't know if you've had our superfood milkshakes. Um, but you get – they're so good and they're like thick like a milkshake. Mm. May, we make coconut milk as the base and have a ton of superfoods, herbs. Um, really good stuff in them. So you're getting your healthy fats, you're getting your roughage to, and fiber to kind of clean off the cell walls. Yeah. Uh, and it's so much more effective than an old juice cleanse. I love that you don't believe in juice cleanses. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I mean? Because I think it's such an easy way for a juice company, and I know you're not just a juice True. company, to make money. True. It is, absolutely. And, yeah, yeah, it's like, well, you've got to buy 60 of them. Yeah. <laughs> These work, but you got to buy six. You know? Yeah. Well, and we've so had true. people upset that we don't offer an all juice cleanse. And that's the other thing that upsets me about juice companies is, and I was laughing on the way over. I think I've told you I've been like binge listening and I'm obsessed yeah. with so you guys nice. right now. Wow. Um, but I was listening to the one where you guys talk about the moon juice guy and how you like purchased oh, yeah. the Ormus from him. And yeah. That's the other thing that frustrates me about juice companies is they just throw in any any staff to work there. And a lot of them are like hippie, dippy, like yeah. Venice, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean? I don't I'm not saying anything against Venice people, but they're these yes. employees that don't actually know anything. And like they just kind of fit the vibe. Yeah. And our employees, something I'm really proud of is like they're all, all we educate them. A lot of them come like this is like health and wellness is their passion. So they come already with a certain education. Yeah. Um and so in situations like that, when people get mad that we don't offer an all-juice cleanse, we explain to them, hey, this is why. And mm-hmm. it's going to be way more effective to to have something that I has the that. fats and food. Yeah. You're one of your employees that came to our event. I forget her name. Maddie, probably the Australian. Is that Maddie? Yeah. No, she had frizzy hair. Be- like Light-skinned? Like, yeah, she has freckles. Light-skinned black. Amber, maybe? Yeah. 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 She's yeah, a yeah. darling. Oh, she Awesome. So pumped and loved it. And so important. Yeah. Um, so so on the business piece, so you were like, okay, so you couldn't get the fu- – you didn't go with the funding from your dad. Is that what it was? Because you were like, you don't believe in this. Yeah. And then, then what did you do? Because I feel like that's a point where like a lot of people were like, I have an idea. I have a passion. So like making it happen is the challenge. Yeah. I took a really shitty consulting job. Um, Wait. <laughs> everything. <laughs> And I think it's part even looking back, do you remember Local 1205 that was on Abbott Kinney? No. no. It's now The Butcher's Daughter. Oh. Huh. Um, and it was, yeah, no one remembers it because yeah. it didn't do well. Um, and we came, I came in at the end where it was like, it was fairly hopeless. I mean, we, the stuff we did, we saw great returns on, but the it was just this restaurant that the guy who owned the other room started yeah. it. Yeah. And he put so much money into the build out that he didn't have any money left for anything else. Shut up. Um, and it's hard. It's really hard to run a restaurant, especially coming from the bar background. It doesn't convert. Like, it's mm-hmm. not the same. Um, and so they had a great concept, a lot of great stuff going, but it was just a disaster. And I went in and they had a little juice bar window, juice bar, smoothie bar, acai bowls, mm-hmm. awesome concept. Um, and I went and revamped that for them and redid some of the recipes and brought in new staff and trained them and redid the menu. Um, cool. And it was, it was great. I need, it, you know, it was I learned some stuff. It gave me the uh, chunk of money that I needed to get my first juicer and my first bottle supply and labels. Um, but I would have never taken it if I wasn't desperate. I love that. Yeah. you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Absolutely. When you know it's happen. temporary, it's like you can get in that mindset where it's like, okay, yep. by this date, yep. that'll be done. By this date, I'll have that much money. And 
And with this business, things like that have popped up. And I think it's just like for that to pop up at the time it did, like it's just the universe being like, here you go. Here's a little little help. Um, Now do what you need to do with it. And And you learned a lot. Yeah, I did learn a lot. And I think the biggest lesson from, you know, the job that I had before with the the nightmare woman and being around friends, like that job was nice because I, I made friends in the wellness business and got to see how they ran their businesses. And the biggest lessons I've learned were what not to do. Mm-hmm. And that's like, mm-hmm. it saved me so much money and headache and time. And one of the biggest things from the beginning that I try and remind myself of daily is to check my ego constantly because I've seen so many amazing people and amazing businesses and then egos get in the way and it changes everything. And it's so, it's hard to do. Um, but it's something that mm. like it's, it can ruin your business if you Give have an ego. Example. Um, like just the way you treat your employees, like mm-hmm. not having an ego when you deal with your employees, um, not having an ego about even handling, you know, in business, there's a lot of times where I like to say you have to put on your big girl pants and like suck it up and knowing the time and place to like not force your opinion and just put on the big girl pants, suck it up and, and deal with it in a nice way. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to having this ego of I'm right, it's my way. I own this business and I run this business and you it's my way or the highway. Mm. What is your way of of um, kind of telling or showing your employees um, or inspiring them to really show up for you in the business without ego? Yeah, I think um, and I think I do a lot without even thinking about it because dealing with employees is one of the hardest parts of owning a business. Like, and my employees that I have now are amazing and wonderful people, but they all have their own lives outside of the business, and I don't have a life outside of the business. So I'm constantly thinking about the business, and I'm like, why aren't you thinking about it more? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think one of the things, and this is Maddie, who's my my right hand girl, has told me is she's like, if you say you're going to do something, you do it. And I never, I didn't realize that until she said that. And I think that gives my employees a level of respect um, for me. And they also see me like hustling, like I'm physically working. And they see like every Sunday, I do the one of our farmers markets still. So I'm at the kitchen at 7am. I'm working all day outside carrying heavy stuff. Um, And so I think that just the fact that they know that I'm willing to hustle and like if they needed something, I would do the work to make up for it. Um, and that I, if I say something, I follow through. I think yes, that has has created a good relationship between me and my employees. And I think I'm a pretty understanding person, sometimes to a fault. Mm. Like I went to um, a sound bath last night, and that was it was amazing. Love that. And that was kind of my conclusion coming out of it um, is that I need to not be less understanding, but I need to really set boundaries and like come into my own power fully this year um, and really stick by what's best for the business, what's best for me instead of always putting what's best for someone else first. And that was a learning lesson last year. Like there were situations, especially opening up our locations where you start to think about, oh, but I can't cut her hours because she has to pay for this or I can't do this because this employee has that. And it's like, at the end of the day, like, that's on them. My problems are on me. Like, I have to stick to what's best for the business mm-hmm. always. And that, that gets a little hard because I am pretty close with a lot of my employees. So. I can imagine. I can imagine. I think that'd be challenging to be a, a boss. Yeah, to be empathetic yeah. too and just – but also take care of the business mm-hmm. and take care of what you started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's this year hard. it's going to be a good year of figuring yeah. that out. Like, I, I feel that. good about it. Because also I think – employees respond well to to those expectations yeah. and to those boundaries. You know, I like structure. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. when someone says, okay, this is okay and this is not okay. Because yeah. then I'm like, okay, now I know. So then I can operate within yep. that. Yep. And I'd rather know rather than guess and like navigate blindly. So yeah. yeah. And I think that's actually been one of my biggest faults as a business owner is not setting structure because I don't need structure. Mm. Like I expect that you just get it. You know what to do. Like you understand. And that's absolutely you can't. And especially now as the business is really growing, like there has to be structure for mm-hmm. for every aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So and I'm actually feeling exciting about excited about setting that. So yeah, it's a good totally. place to be. I love that. What's hard about what you do? Like for people that would want to maybe start a business, they have a passion, they want to, whether it be a juice company or something else, like what 
what's hard about it so that we could help them set expectations? And then what advice would you give? Yeah, I think the hardest thing is, and something that people don't realize, and I definitely didn't realize until going into it, is you are probably, you know, it's like having a baby. The first few years, it's a lot of sacrifice. And like Mm -hmm. that first year, you might sleep like 20 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's similar to starting a business. The I didn't know how hard it I knew it was going to be hard. And I had the experience of starting other businesses. But you just really have to be willing to make every sacrifice possible and everything that comes your way. Like every problem, like when you have a job, whether it's nine to five or whatever job it is, you have the problems that are your problems, then you have the problems that are someone else's problems. Yeah. Every problem is your problem, sure, and sure. every problem you have to find a solution to. Um, so so that's hard, and I think just setting the expectation of and the willingness to sacrifice your personal time, your personal life. Like, I have friends that haven't really seen me in three years. Um, <laughs> you know, luckily my fiancé and I had been together for about four years before I started the business, so... I was in a really a stable relationship, but I, there's no way I could have been dating in those first couple years. Um, so I think that's one of the things people don't really get is you have to really be willing to make all in. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How was how he a support during mm-hmm. that oh. time? He's amazing. I mean, he just um, he just like the verbal support alone. You know, if someone telling you, like, hey, you're doing a good job or... It's everything. Yeah. and espe- <laughs> Literally. Well, especially in the beginning where it's like you have goals, but you're just treading water and then something great happens. But great, you don't have time to, like, focus that that great thing happened. You're on to the next thing because you need more money. You need to put more stuff out. You need to hire more people. And he's been always been that person that pulls me back and says, hey, look what you did. You did a really good job. This is That's really cool. One. And even, you know, from my family doesn't fully get what I'm doing. And my dad is in, has been in, in, um, financing for a long time and he manages hedge funds. So he, like, we're talking billions of dollars. So it's when like, oh, I hit my, you know, I hit in the beginning, I like, I hit $10,000 this month. And he's like, that's it. Mm, <laughs> you know? yeah, or like yeah. seeing the margins on this, yeah. um, this product, the margins aren't amazing. Like you have to have all your, your, everything in order in order mm-hmm. to hit those margins. It's like, those are your margins? That's the money you're making? And my fiancé's just always been the one to come back to that's been like, you're you're doing a great thing and, like, look at these pe- the employees that you're supporting and look at this community that is around you and, like, loves these products. Um, and now he's mm-hmm. physically doing some work for me. Like, I've got him doing the graphic design work. He's, we've Aww. been shooting some videos for the website that he's shooting and editing. Um, that's awesome. So that's really fun. Yeah. I don't think we'll, like get into working together too much more no, than but that. when you're able to collaborate <laughs> yeah. for and, fun things like yeah. that, that's really special for him to feel part of what you're doing. And Yeah, and the things he, like, just he just did some label designs for us for our new beauty line, and it's like, they're amazing, and I would have had to pay someone, like, $1,500 to do them. Yeah, so and personal. So now amazing. I can start to put out little products that I want that he can help me do the design for, and I don't have to be so concerned about that, like, big chunk of money that's going out. That's amazing. Let's talk about those products. Yeah. Okay, so there's, what are they and, like, what benefits do they do? Yeah. Um, So going back to wanting to create products that are really nutrient-dense, and I think the more we've grown, the more we see the products that we're putting out, like, really make a change Mm -hmm. in people's lives. And that, people seeing the littlest change is so empowering for them. Yeah. Um, which is the really exciting thing. At the end of the day, like, I don't want people coming into the store or emailing me, asking me questions about how they do this, what they're having this problem, what should they do. I want people to feel empowered that they can take their health into their own hands. Mm. They, no one Mm -hmm. else needs to tell them what to do. They can clean their body, listen to their body and intuitively know what to do for themselves. Um, so we took some of our really special ingredients. Um, you know, the super roots has astragalus in it, which is my favorite Mm. medicinal herb. Um, the pearl powder, the raw honey that we use, and we created a pantry line with those to make them accessible to all of our customers. And this really came from this, like I'd love to say that this was my idea, but it came from my customers asking for it. Cool. Like especially it started with the raw honey. Everyone wanted the raw honey because mm-hmm. it tastes so, it's so amazing mm-hmm. and it's a local raw honey. Um, and then people started asking about astragalus and I was like, you know what, 
let's draw these babies up because I can't tell you where to get a glass because it's not, you can't walk into the grocery store and buy it. Yeah. Like we source it from a really great supplier. It took us a long time to find them. So why not make it accessible to you? Yeah. And astragalus does what? Astragalus is my favorite herb. It's a root. It basically goes in and renews your cells. Cool. So as crazy as that sounds, it's true and it's amazing. It fights wrinkles, fights hair loss, fights memory loss. Like anything that has to do with the degeneration of your cells, it brings them back to life. And does it come in powder form? Yeah, powder. cool. And what about pearl powder? Pearl is um, also another amazing one. It's something that you, when you start incorporating it into your daily routine, yeah. and like I sprinkle it in, like I do hot tonics in the morning, sprinkle it in that, or mm. a smoothie, or cool. um, if I'm making soup or on oats, um, you see a difference in your skin within mm. a couple days. Shut yeah. up. Like it gets helps get rid of fine lines and wrinkles, dark spots. Mm. Um, it's really high in calcium, which so many women are becoming um, deficient in. Um, it's also a heart opener. So a lot of us, especially women, we tend to, Mm. you know, closing your heart. That's a whole other podcast. (laughs) But um, closing, there's so many disservices we do to ourselves when we close our heart. So to have that that little thing helping keep our hearts open day to day. Um, it's amazing. You can use it topically too to cool. create like a face mask with it. Wow. Can can we buy these online or have yeah. to come to the store? Great. Yeah. And that's the exciting thing too is we're able to sell products yes. online and ship them. So we're able to reach a much bigger audience. We recently had this woman um, from Boston who bought like 15 things of the pearl powder because she needs, she's um, like on the brink of osteoporosis. So she needs to hit a certain amount of calcium every day and she couldn't find anything else. Someone told her about us. She called the store, talked to one of my employees about the pearl powder and she's like so happy she's found this solution. Yeah. That's That's amazing. amazing. Our listeners are going to freak. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. Um, That's the exciting part. And that's with the cryo too. That's why Incorporating that into the brand has been so awesome is because yeah. you see people see these life-changing benefits. And with that, like just the inspiration from that, like think of we have customers that come in that have had chronic pain, mm. like hip pain, knee pain, back pain for years, like on the edge of considering getting surgery. And after a few times of doing the cryo, it's gone. Wow. That is life-changing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. So that's when it gets really fun and that's why – I enjoy being at the the shop so much is because we like every see, day we have someone people. come in that is yeah. Do you own Studio Elevate too? No, okay. no friends of ours do and okay, they're amazing. Also. Yeah, I love such Studio a, Elevate such a great too. workout. Good yeah. Pilates, yeah, yeah. I that, love it. Feel, that's when though. you need cryo is after a yeah. Studio Elevate class. Seriously, I've been like a plyo freak or a um, Pilates freak. So talked about what was like challenging about starting a business. So what advice would you give? Like if someone was like, I have this idea, I want to get into it. Like what would you tell them? Um, yeah, I would say, you know, it depends. I always say don't create a product. <laughs> like, Ooh, it's, good one. It's the hardest if you can create a business off of a service, it's way mm. makes way more sense. The margins are going to be way better. It's way less scary. Um, but if you're like me and a product is what you're passionate about, um, just know what you're getting into. Like, talk to people in the business. Try and surround yourself with as much um, information as you can before you make that mm. decision. And like those of us in, that are in the business, we're so happy to give that advice. I have. Um, a customer's boyfriend just launched a, a coconut yogurt line, and mm. I've, he, like, comes to me every day with different questions. But I'm so happy to help him because it took me time and energy yeah. to learn that stuff through mistakes. And it's like, dude, if I can help you not make those yeah. mistakes. Um, also know your audience. Mm. Know what competition is out there. Um, mm. If you're creating a product, create. you have to have passion. If you're yeah. any business, and I'm sure you both can speak to this, if you're going to start a business, you better be so freaking passionate about it or you better have millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, so true. Um, because yeah. if you don't have that money, and so, and a lot of times I think the passion is way more important than the money because you can throw money at all kinds of stuff and it still might not work out. But if you mm-hmm. have that passion and that drive to keep it going, it, it makes all the difference. Like if I wasn't passionate about this, I definitely would have given up a long time ago because it's really hard, harder than I ever would have thought. Um, so don't go into business because you think something's trendy or you think it could make you a lot of money. Um, do it because it's something that you love. It's just like a relationship. Like you don't marry a guy because, you know, you, you like him and like it could work and it'll be fine. Like there, when you're 
going to be with someone forever. Like there has to be that spark, that passion there, because when times get hard, like that's, (laughs) that's what you have to go back to. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, Like that happy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And still every time that I drink one of my product, like my product makes me so happy Mm. and to see the benefits and how happy it makes other people, like I, like I've definitely recently we just um, started this partnership with I don't know if you know who Matthew Kinney is. Um, he's really well known, like probably the most famous raw food chef. Hmm. But cool. coming up in the so vegan you plant world, plant food and wine. Yeah, plant yes. food and wine. Um, Love him. Make out in Culver City. Yep. Um, so we just um, created a partnership with them where we're doing all their juice. That's amazing. Um, which is amazing and. I have known of him for years because I tried the raw thing while I was vegan for a little while and just did a ton of research on it. And I literally, like, (laughs) twice after two different – once after the meeting that I had with them, I went to my car and cried, like, (laughs) out of happiness. And then um, once the product, they opened up um, a cafe in Neiman Marcus where they're selling the products. And I went there to visit the day that it opened. Um, and like Matthew Kinney was there with all these people in the press and like I just showed up and like peeked in basically no one cared that I was there or making the shoes <laughs> but but for me like I went I, g- I got a bottle and it's it's co-branded with our mm. stuff and I like got back to my car and sat there and I like cried again because yeah. I was like oh my god this is this proof like this is something that shows and they kept going back to just that hey you're the best juice in LA and we want the best quality product we want to work with the best juice in, L- in LA and so many things in this business are about the connections, who you know, what yeah. you know. I don't know anyone. I don't have any connections in L.A. and didn't start the business with any connections. And it just felt like proof that if you work really hard and put out a good product, like, this stuff will and come to true you. true to yourself. Yeah. It was just one of those moments where I was like, I don't know Matthew Kinney. And I didn't yeah. have to. Like, he, they found the product because it's a good product. How many years have you been doing this? Uh, January was the start of year four. Exactly. And Which is four crazy. years. Yeah. You know, it's like four years. Wow. It's, yeah. Where you're like at a place where you're like crying because you're, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, that may sound like a long time, but it's gone by so fast. Yeah, true. And on the other end, in my first year, um, I remember it was like seven months in and my fiance and I had gone down to San Diego. He had fam- We used to take a trip for my birthday. We couldn't afford it that year. Um, and he had some family staying in San Diego. So we're like, oh, free place to stay. Let's go down there. Mm-hmm. Went down for, I think it was just a night because I had to get back. And we were getting in the car to come back. And I just, like, started crying. And he's like, what's wrong? Mm. Like, I don't want to go back. <laughs> like, mm. Don't take me back. Like, it's so stressful. It's so hard. Mm. Like, And that was one of those moments where he's like, listen, you're doing a really good job. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, But I remember that moment so clearly. I was like, Let's just hide here. (laughs) Yeah. You need that. I love that. What are you most excited about for this coming year? Yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I'm really excited about the business. I feel really good about it. And I, I can't necessarily say there's a particular reason why, but there's just that feeling like last year was a really hard year. Mm. I learned a lot of tough lessons and I also think it, it, I evolved into a much better person and a much better um business owner Mm. and boss um so I'm really excited about that I'm excited to like have to further embody that yeah and have this new knowledge and put it into play and I'm excited about um the collaborations we have coming up our beauty line that's coming out that I'm really really excited about when is that coming Uh, out this week Thursday really having a little like little event to launch it yeah yeah I'll have to get you girls some of the stuff I'm Amazing. So excited. Like, the ingredients are amazing. I have a girlfriend who's a uh, natural beauty expert, and for some reason I didn't think to consult her about this. And then when it was too late, I sent her, like, the ingredients and once the labels were being made, and she's like, holy shit. She's like, there's nothing like this out there. Wow. Like, yeah. So I'm really excited Girl, about that. Um, next level. Yeah, and just building our community, and we're working with a lot of really cool um bloggers and people in the wellness world and helping them build their business because at the end of the day it's just about getting the information out there and empowering people and I'm excited to build more of a community that's doing that and people like in the beginning there's so much fear and you need you need these influencers to put information out about you and we you know you have PR or whoever's Mm. telling you all this stuff to do and I'm at a point especially after we did this event last night I'm at a point where I'm like 
fuck that. Like, I'm only working with people who are 100% authentic. I don't care how many followers they have. I don't care, you know, who they think (laughs) they are. Like, I'm only working with people who are directly in line with our mission, our brand's mission. And there are so many great people out there like that. And I feel really empowered. Like, this fucking event we did last night, we donated like $900 worth of product, which is so much money. So much I'm money. kicking myself because the guy, like, I felt pressured into it. The guy used words like, it was a three-course sit-down meal for 150 influencers. Where is it at Platform? No, it was at some other place in okay. Vista. The place is beautiful. Okay. But the guy used words like, sexy and influencers, and we really want an up-and-coming brand. And he also, this is where the moment I should have been like, F off, it's gonna dude. give you a lot of exposure. Uh, yeah, exposure. Yep. Yep. And he used Heard it. He said, literally said this where now I wanna like punch him in the face and I might still. Mm-hmm. But he was like, you know, I'm really good friends with Juice Served here, but I'd rather use your product because you're a really exciting up and coming brand. Mm-hmm. And that's where that little insecurity inside of me, which I'm not gonna have anymore, was like, Oh, well, oh that I'd, industry plays to that. Yeah, I don't want Juice Served. Like, I don't want to be replaced by Juice Served here. They're such yeah. a big brand, and I want, like, the exposure, and, like, I want to be a part of this cool, sexy event. And I stopped in last night for an hour to help prep for it, and, like, I couldn't have, like, I wanted to, like, crawl under the table oh, and, like, back out of there. Mean, like, I know what you mean. You're like, this is so dumb. Yeah. And it probably didn't feel like you. No, yeah. and you got to do that once and learn. And Maddie stayed there, and she's she was really excited about the event, Great. and she stayed there and handled it. And she's like, he gave a speech at the end. He didn't even thank Renew Juicery. Like he wow. like, she was disgusted by it. Like she going in was really excited to be with all these cool people, and she came out disgusted by it. I ducked out, went to the sound bath. Yeah, <laughs> and in the sound bath is where I started to feel like, no, it's Boundaries. time to now like, you know. Yeah, you have yeah. to do it. You have mm-hmm. to do those, and then you know. Honestly. It's yeah, true. as a brand, I think about that a lot. You need to get, and it's good. It was the final. Ones. It was the final straw, yep. and it's not his fault. It's my fault for yep. not setting those boundaries. It was mm. the final straw to be like, what's no, the ROI done. for me? Yeah, nothing. Do you know, Zero. nothing. <laughs> like it's, it's like it's a chance bet. Um, okay, we need to wrap it up. Yeah. So, how can people uh, connect with you? Our listeners connect with you and renew. Yeah. So Instagram um, is probably the fastest way. I. It's the only one I really have figured out. Mm. Insta's amazing. Insta yeah. for life. Yeah. Yeah. Snapchat is so confusing to me. Um, but we are at Renew Juicery Great. on um, Instagram. And I run the Instagram. So it's really easy to, to get in touch with me directly cool. through there. I'm really working on getting like better at Insta stories and all that. So yeah. it's going to be fun to see the journey over the next few months. Um, and then our website is renewjuicery.com. We do home delivery all over LA. And then we do have some stuff and more stuff coming out that can be shipped all over the world. So amazing, perfect. amazing. And beauty lines coming out this week. Yes. Whoa. So exciting. Oh. Great. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for being This was here. amazing. This Thank was you all freaking day. Amazing. This was amazing. I'm good so, biz so talk, honored. good beauty talk. <laughs> day in the life, Steve. <laughs> We're gonna make Steve right. The juice is awesome. Drink some pearl powder in his in his stout beer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Sending to your friends. Subscribing and reviewing means the world. We love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.